Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for the pod. This is a rare, rare thing. I'm recording with my hair damp or wet. Uh, Post shower. Shower clean. Uh, When I'm shower clean, the meanders are, uh, they roll off me. Uh, And uh, yeah, came, came, come, come clean. Uh, scooter. Well, I, I came clean. Uh, just mo- mostly uh, keep my uh, passageways open because I'm co- recovering from a COLD. But I'm here to keep you warm and take your mind off of stuff because it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. The way we do it, though, it's a little bit different. This podcast does take some getting used to. I'll just tell you up front, most people, it takes two or three tries to get used to. It is very different. It is here to keep you company like a friend in the deep, dark night and to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. I make the show and a lot of people listen to the show because we know what it's like. You know, maybe we don't know exactly what you're going through, but a lot of us know how it feels in the deep, dark night, uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep. But the other side of the show is that you deserve a good night's sleep, whether it's through this podcast or something else. I really hope you could get the sleep you need and you deserve. So I'm so glad you're here. If you're new, I appreciate you coming by. Regular listeners, what up? What up uh, to you, to your pets, to the fishes, and all the other pets out there? Uh, what, what else I got to say? Oh, yeah, the structure show. So we'll have uh, some support for the show so it can be free. Then a long, meandering intro. And then we'll go on from there, because it's time for Sleep With Me once again, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Thanks for making it possible, my patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Uh, it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And then I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is to create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind, thoughts, thoughts about the past, present, the future, you know, I don't know, pondering thoughts. But here's the thing. This this is an early one uh, I say pondering thoughts. I say, okay, that's like looking at clouds. Uh, like pondering thoughts are fine up to not a, probably not at bedtime though. Even because here's the thing, I can't control my pondering thoughts. When I like, I take my they say, man, watch out for that guy if he's ponder. He doesn't know how to keep his pondering under control, and it quickly like. Uh, so maybe a lot of people. This is just a theory, probably incorrect. Uh, I'd say a lot of people, there's a ter- another term totally unrelated to everything I'm talking about called a level playing field. And I would posit that most people or a large number of people, they do their, they have a level pondering field, right? That, that's where, I mean, that's where all that Hollywood pondering goes on, right? You're with uh, Ryan Gosling or somebody like that, and you're under a tree, and there's clouds, maybe period dress, you know, maybe a, maybe he's, I don't know, is, that, is this, a, is, I'm getting into a Huck Finn reboot, romance with Huck Finn, but uh, wheat in his mouth, you know, and you're there, uh, and you're looking at the, you're just pondering things, uh, that's a pondering on probably level, you know, maybe you're on a slight rise, but for me at bedtime, for me, bedtime, for me pondering any time of the day, to be honest, I ponder at the great, at the top of a great summit, uh, the old, what do they call that? Snowball Hill or rolling snow, rolling snowball gathers uh, moss and, uh, you know, becomes a giant thingamajig. Uh, so for me, I think for some people it's like whatever that potential, I don't know, I'm getting into physics now. But once I start pondering, it goes downhill fast. There you go. That's another idiom or whatever. Uh, so some people have a laying, laying, pondering, level laying, pondering field. Me, I'm at the top. And I think of this, I'm at uh, old ponder, don't ponder here summit. Uh, 
where I ponder and, uh, it goes downhill fast. Uh, so that's thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, it could be related to those thoughts or my metaphors, uh, feelings that are from, you know, earlier in the day or that are just there that are just coming up. It could be physical sensations. It could be t- changes in time or temperature or routine. It could be you have you could be uh, you have something coming up. You have visitors. You're going to visit someone. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of it. Uh, to be your friend in the deep dark night, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your neighbor, your friend. I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off stuff so you can fall asleep because you deserve a good night's sleep is the main thing. You know, that you deserve a place you can rest, a bedtime you don't dread, that you could feel neutral about or look forward to, but that you're not like, holy cow, I can't believe I got, you know, you know what I mean. So you deserve a bedtime you feel good about and a place you can rest where you can get the rest you need so your life is manageable or more manageable, or you could be out there flourishing it means you're you're going to be in a better place, and it means our world's going to be in a better place. But the other side of the show is, as I described, I know how it feels in the deep, dark night, uh, tossing, turning, all that stuff. And so do a lot of other people. While I might not know exactly what you're going through, I've heard a lot of stories from listeners and I know that, you know, I haven't experienced everything every listener has gone through but a lot of us can relate to how it feels uh, when we can't sleep or we're waking up too early or all of that stuff or dreading bedtime. And, and that's what keeps us kind of connected in the deep, dark night in the strange digital way. And that's why I'm here to help. And now this show does not work for everybody. So if you're new, most listeners recommend give it a few tries and just see how it goes. You got nothing to lose. But if you already don't like the show or something, there's uh, a lot of other sleep podcasts, and I have a bunch of them listed and other sleepy stuff at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. So you could check those out. Uh, so those are a couple things. Uh, what I'll do is, did I already say this? I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones and pointless meanders and superfluous tangents, which you've kind of already seen. I go off topic, I get mixed up, I forget what I was talking about, I double back, then I reverse, then I ponder. Usually in this, usually I keep it to pondering, but then I'll ponder something else, and then I'll wonder, and then I'll, pon- and I'll say, well, I wonder about that. I ponder if I know what that means. Is that a wonder or ponder? P-O, wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R, ponder, W, under. I wonder if there's a, is that a root, under? Uh, there's a show about to come out when I'm recording this called Andor, under, Andor, Andor, under. Andor, under here uh, to service your rebellion needs. Okay, great. Uh, anyway, um... So send my voice across lulling, soothing tones. What else do you need to know if you're new? You know why I make the show to keep you company and take your mind off stuff. So that kind of means that this is a podcast you don't really listen to. Now, you can listen, but there's no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. What that means is you can kind of barely pay attention to what I'm saying, or you could, you know, just follow it, or you could turn me down to a mumble. There's a lot of different ways people listen, but most people, they, like, it's just barely humoring me. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Yep, keep going, Scoots. Uh-huh, keep up the good work. Andor, Andor, yeah, Ander, Ander, Under, Over, Ander. Ander is beyond, like, I'm beyonder. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's, uh, yeah, so uh, it's a punchline of one of my jokes uh, that I don't have right now about romance, Ander. Uh, it's beyond her. Uh, so, uh, what, okay. So, oh, so this is a show you just barely listen to. Also doesn't put you to sleep. Uh, uh, now if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end. Cause I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Not to put you to sleep. You just kind of fall asleep whenever it works. Uh, and if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end to keep you company. And that's kind of what works both ways. Cause there's people that listen all night long. 
And there's people that set sleep timers. And then there's people that uh, can't fall asleep that are listening or need a break during the day. So I'm here to keep you company, to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your neighbor, your boar burr, your boar friend. To keep you company in the deep, dark night and, and just take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, that's really why I'm here. The other things, if you're new to know... Other than not everybody likes me, it takes a few tries to get used to the show. Uh, it's a podcast you don't listen to, also doesn't put you to sleep. Other things that takes some getting used to is the structure of the show. And the show's designed in a very specific way, though you can repurpose it as you become a regular listener. I mean, you could repurpose it right away, but I've, I've heard from people that repurposed it right away, and then they came back uh, and they said, oh, you know what, I didn't realize... Uh, like the intros were are a show within a show. So now I listen to the intros or now I even pay to get access to just intros. So see how it goes at first. But I mean, you don't have to. You could always come back. But the reason the show structure, the show structure in a way for a few reasons. So the show starts off with a greeting. The purpose of that is so you feel seen and welcomed in. And you could tentatively say, I might check this podcast out. Then there's sponsor support and listener support. That's so the show can be free or optional to pay for. And you say, optional to pay for? Because a lot of sleep, how much money have I spent on sleep stuff, right? So you can just see how it goes uh, or, you know, just to listen. You don't have to do anything. All that's optional. The show comes out twice a week. That's another goal for free. And uh, then there's support for uh, listeners, support for communities around the show. Then there's the intro, which is separate from the support. And that gets lumped in a lot of times with the support when people have a strong feeling about that. But the intro is a show within a show where I try to explain what the podcast is. I follow a similar structure every time, but every intro is different because they get mixed up or distracted in a different way, like we said, with uh, uh, Ponder and Ander and Andor. Old Auntie and, on, on, uh, I guess, Andy. They used to call me Andy. 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 They wouldn't call me that in uh, Andy. What a, what a, what a, Andy. Andy. What do you, what does what Andy wear? Undies. Uh, anyway. Meanderwear. I haven't said that in a while. That's what I wear. It helps my meanders. Double the meanders when I'm wearing meanderwear. Or if I, I haven't been to any pirate festivals or anything. I hear Tampa's got a big one, but I'd say meanderwear. That's what I have under my me clothes. Meanderwear. Okay, so uh, what was I talking? Oh, the intro goes on and on and on. Why does it do that? Why is it different? It's different every time. So whatever the part of you that keeps you awake, uh, it keeps you up. It can't adjust. It says, oh, I don't know. I know he's following the same structure, but he's talking about something new. Also gives you something to kind of look forward to or barely. Uh, I really bar- just barely look forward to just barely listening to you, Scoots. Talk about whatever new thing you're going to talk about. That's really like a lot of the feedback I get with hardcore listeners. And that's what works about the show. But the intro really serves a purpose, which is to give you a break or between being awake and asleep. The intro is the, the um, twilight period of the show, the wind down. That's what's been shown to work with a lot of different sleep-related stuff uh, that science-based is having a wind-down routine to ease you into bedtime really does work. It works for me. And it works for a lot of listeners. So some listeners are getting ready for bed. Now there's a percentage of listeners that are asleep. There's a percentage of listeners that skip the intro. Maybe they have their own bedtime routine. But for most listeners, it's like whether you're in bed getting comfortable, you're doing something else relaxing, or you're preparing to get ready for bed, uh, the intro is a slow wind down from the day. So that's why the intro is like between 10 and 20 minutes long. Uh, not just because it takes me that long to uh, remember the stuff I forgot that I still have to get to, but uh, and because I have a tendency to go off topic. I mean, those are part part of, those are part part of the whole. So um, that's why the intro goes on and on and on. Then again, there's support between the intro and the story, so the show could be free, uh, optional to pay for. 
Then there's the story. Tonight will be an episodically modular story, and Nuns in Space, meaning you could listen to it in any order. I think this episode is going to be a seasonal one, but it, it not very seasonal, like about dressing up and uh, g- going out and uh, stuff like that and saying, hey, how about a treat for me? But uh, you could listen to it any time of the year and in any order. You'll get all the information. So no matter what the episode number is, don't worry, I'll catch you up. And then at the end of the show are some thank yous and good nights. And that's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. That's what to expect. Give it a few tries. See how it goes. I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody. It is time for our episodically modular series, Nuns in Space. which is uh, the, uh, it's a tale, it's a story, episodically modular, so you could listen to it in any order. And it's about nuns in space, uh, kind of. It's, uh, there's uh, these nuns from my childhood that are in space. They're not the main characters, though. But, uh, you know, I'm going to fill you in on everything you need to know. So you say, why is it named nuns in space? Well, there's some nuns in space. Uh, Scooter is on a spaceship with the nuns. He's their only crew member, and his job is to help them, uh, you know, obviously as their only crew member with whatever they need help with. Uh, also in space somewhere is uh, our hero figure, heroic figure Stan, a freestyle sentient soda machine, and so much more. And Stan, now, one of the, uh, what is that called? The conceit of this series that makes it so episodically modular is that uh, at the start of each episode, majority of the characters don't remember what happened in the episode before them. So kind of they do a reset, except for Scooter, but he doesn't remember anything very well. Uh, That's not a part of the series, just a general uh, critique. But so Stan, our, our, our heroic figure, freestyle soda machine, Stan usually like uh, resets and says, in, is Stan, finds, uh, Stan, Stan finds himself on a planet uh, that has something going on that Stan's supposed to help with. Now, what Stan doesn't know is it's usually based in some sort of delusion, physical delusion, along with, uh, well, uh, a delusion that's manifesting itself, but has a physical form, not a sentient, not a eight, like a kind of like if a rock, like, I don't know if you've ever heard this, like you were like, a, but imagine you were at Woodstock and there was a rock somewhere and someone said that rock is giving me a bad vibe, man. And then you said, you leaned into it and you said, well, let's just call that bad vibe rock. Let's, uh. And they say, did you, like, I thought we were listening to Freedom Rock. And you say, no, 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 we're trying to make an analogy about something not related to the music. But I chose the wrong thing to make an analogy about at Woodstock. But that rock, the geological mineral thingamajig that was giving you bad vibes, remember? Oh, yeah, man, that's the rock that's giving me bad vibes. Bad, You know what? That's why I invented bad vibe rock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I invented accidentally bad vibe rock, which I don't think is a good thing. So let's not lean into the fact that we invented bad vibe rock. Let's just uh, say that, let's just say you were at a picnic and you saw a rock and you said the rock is giving you bad vibes and you said that it's bad vibe rock. Uh, the rock's not really doing anything other than exuding bad vibes. Uh, in this case, delusion is something... Kind of similar to that, but not really because I went off so off topic. Uh, and Stan has to deal with it. In this case, if it was a picnic. Maybe Stan would say, well, I have a lead picnic blanket. Let's just put it over the rock. And then maybe the person they were with would say, no more, I'm not feeling those bad vibes from the rock anymore. Let's enjoy our picnic. And Stan would say, problem solved. Let's go on to another episodically modular event. So that would be the shortest episode in Nuns in Space, uh, except that one took place at a picnic ground after they left because of the yeah music metaphor didn't work. Because it wasn't, I was just trying to think of a place where someone would say, that rock's giving me bad vibes. 
So I shouldn't have played to the lowest common denominator in my mind. So I kind of got what I deserved. Uh, but hopefully you'll get the sleep you need and the distractions you deserve to carry you off into dreamland. And I know I don't. what I don't deserve is the endless loyalty and goodwill of our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, this is a friends beyond the binary. This is the ladies and gentlemen, the boys and girls. It's time. Four nuns and space whoosh ah, yeah. nuns in space. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas, always here, always bringing the cheer. Uh, that's nuns in space, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna turn it over to Stan. Hey, pen pal, it's me, Stan, your, your friend, freestyle soda machine, and we're trying to get a message to pen pal and maybe to scooter because uh. I feel like Scooter, I wish your Scooter was here or someone else was here with me, pen pal, but I know you are, but that's only because I record messages for you, And but I, I don't know, pen pal. I mean, dealing with Scooter, I don't know where he is, uh, but I'm here on a planet, pen pal. I don't know when I, how long I've been here or when I got here. All I know is when I got here, Somehow I'm an inter- I'm playing the intermediary or negotiator now, pen pal, or I was negotiating between this planet and uh, the rest of this area of the universe, maybe the whole universe, uh, whole galaxies. I don't know, pen pal. A lot of people wanted to get it, need this planet uh, and the and the beings on this planet. What Scooter would say are, are would be RBBs or uh, TBBs, rail-based beings or transit-based beings, even though that would be inaccurate, pen pal, for Scooter to try to get something, to try to miscorrectly label something but successfully catch the essence of it, he would be right. Uh, this is a planet with rail-based beings or transit-based beings. And I didn't know all this when I found myself here, but I was a negotiator and intermediary between, let's just say, the universe, to use another scooter thing, and uh, rail-based, yeah, the RBBs. Uh, Wow, sometimes it works, scooter. Uh, So I'm here negotiating between the two. And when I say rail-based beings, was there one more B in there, pen pal? So the universe, this uh, for a long time has been the top uh, transit planet, transit creator for the universe. Uh, Because in most parts of the universe, Pempel, obviously mass transit traveling together is pretty important. You know, no offense to Antonio, but just because in movies, you know, people are traveling in spaceships with rockets, uh, or they discover magical portals uh, that uh, they just jump through. That's not the case. And, you know, because the history of the universe is older than people like Scooter would remember. And also they, Scooter would say, we didn't learn any of this, Stan. You know, uh, small base to travel, you know, is only good for short distances in the universe. Usually you're looking at mass transits so that uh, you can make the most of it. And it's, uh, you know, good use of resources. I guess this is a fill-in part, pen pal. And what they discovered was this planet uh, naturally, organically could design solutions for most obstacles. But beyond that, they say what made their solutions better than other uh, transit-based planets or transit-based beings? Are are there other rail-based beings or transit-based beings? Yes, there are, of course. Uh, why were theirs the best? Well, you know, they would, no, they're not the only one. That's, that's like the moral of the story before the story, but they were the most popular. They were very good at it. Their solutions would be like, uh, in balance with the, like, uh, resource balance. They were long-term based solutions, but they were also very popular because, you know, as we, Scooter, you know, people that are similar to Scooter would say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want, like, why can't I just, uh, why can't I have my own rocket ship stand? It's a Scooter for short-based travel you can. 
but I'm trying to make it. You're not here anyway, Scooter. So they were successful because they were popular. People never said that. They said, oh, boy, it's uh, I'll do that. Now, you might say, why were they popular, Stan? And I would say, well, they were exciting because you say, well, were they? Did they have nice seats? Yes. But most did. Uh, did they have, you know, good airflow or, you know, temperature control? Yeah, but th- these ones were enjoyable. And part of it was that these beings, as opposed to other transit-based beings, uh, it was part of their mythology. Oh, like, for example, let's build this bridge. It's got to go over that. Or then it's got to go around that. Or, oh, should we go over this mountain, under it, or through it? But that was like a chance to teach myths in a slight way. But also, it's really hard to explain, Pen Pal. I don't know. I don't want to take all day because I'm trying to get uh, some answers here and it's not going good. But, but so they would do the best stuff in the universe, I guess is the thing. There was other people that did transit uh, or other beings or other planets or systems and means of doing so, but this was the best and one of the most balanced. So there were other ones, and you say, well, why? And this is what happened is large portions of the universe said, why your solutions? But, like, at the same time, they stopped. It's hard to say what happened first, Penpel. That's one of the things everybody's, like, disagreeing about. Uh, Because what's happened is the universe has come back and said to this planet, uh, we need some transit-based solutions now. And they are occupied with a, a large job they've been doing for a long time, before I got here, apparently. And they say they're occupied and they don't want to do any other jobs. Now, I don't know if that's what caused the universes to take on other transit. You know what I'm saying, Pen Pal? But here's the thing you should know. is uh, Not only is it... Uh, hard to travel through space that's obvious it takes a lot of resources that that probably is somewhat obvious but you know obviously people said wow what if we did this uh and try you know fuse that and separate that uh you'd say well why why is this planet successful because it's part of its organic evolution or whatever why is space long-term space travel successful because it's natural, somewhat natural and organic and a part of a growth process. But then there was people, uh, and they said, well, if we just do this and this, we can make a shortcut. And they said, but you like two things would come of that, that the universe didn't like. Uh, and again, maybe you say, Stan, this isn't how a sentient soda machine would talk. And I said, well, I'm trying to get to the point, uh, and trying to play a scooter because uh, I need scooter's help. But if you were creating wasteful space travel, you would either run out of resources and not be able to get there. It would take too long. Or, as some of these universes and planets discovered, you could bend the resources. But those are two things that would result in that uh, basically pollution, but not a sort of passive pollution. Chaos streams, which this one system would leave in its wake, we'll call that chaos stream-based, but I don't know, this one form of travel would leave streams of chaos in the universe. If you encountered that stream of chaos, uh, it would cause chaos. If it drifted into your system, it would cause chaos. Like a kind of like a concentrated stream of chaos, but also in lo and behold, if it came into contact, there was also uh, uh, USPs. They're called unexpected space problems. That was more common, where you'd go, oh well, we'll just uh, bend the light speed, uh, you know, time space uh, universe multiverse thing. You'd say, yeah, when you do that, every time you shoot off, you leave uh, the, the, the USP appears, an unexpected space problem. And I don't know if that's where, like, uh, I don't want to get into the history of the universe, my pen pal. 
But let's just say, oh, like, remember we had that space whale. Now, I'm not saying that's how a space whale appeared that ate metal or whatever it did. Or salvaged metal, maybe. But you could say that something like that, very large and not friendly, even though that whale was friendly, that could be considered a U.S. unexpected space problem. I think I'm making sense, Ben Pal. I don't feel like it, though. So I try, So I was here, and then the universe said, we need your help. Uh, I said, why you can't? What? I don't even know what you're t-. And then they filled me in, and they said, you're a spokesperson. Please get a hold of I said, well, I'm not uh, their spokesperson. And they said, well, you're our intermediary. So I tried talking nice. Then I thought I was negotiating, so I was trying to get more, you know, be like, okay, well, they're offering a very fair price. I got them to raise their thing. Then I tried. They said, no, we're working on this problem. And I said, well, tell me about the problem, the project. Uh, And uh, they said, well, we're just testing the systems now. And I said, well, how long have you been testing it? And they said, we're testing the systems now. And from everything the universe told me, this one is nothing like it. It's just this large plane. It's uh, very smooth. And they have transit going over this plane. It's kind of glassy. Very, very, uh, not a lot of friction. Not a lot of obstacles. Kind of boring. But very large, you know, on a, on a universe scale, not on a planetary scale. I mean, this planet is bigger than probably people like Scooter's brains could process, but large. And so all the beings of this planet, all their resources are being poured into basically uh, going around this planet on these vehicles, uh, trains, uh, rails, we'll just say rail-based beings. I guess if Scooter was saying it, he'd say Tommy the tank, Tommy the train car, or whatever. But what if they were just running? Well, okay, like, uh, like it's almost like they they they're watching. They are model trains watching themselves as model trains, but thinking they're trains in transit. We're uh, saying, okay, let's just watch this train go again. It doesn't seem. I don't know, pen pal. So then I tried to help. I said, well, what else do you have to do to test it? I, I seem to have some very strong nanopowers and other powers. Uh, and at first they had me, Pen Pal. I was a little naive. They said, well, how about like uh, a nice tunnel here? Oh, how about like, a, and I said, is this a model train? This is not a model train. And they said, what's a model train? And I said, okay. That's when I realized uh they were asking me for endless stuff, but it wasn't to finish the job. Because they said, okay, well, now we need to do whatever, one billion hours of testing with this new tunnel you helped us build. So then I, you know, I was converting, communicating with the rest of the universe and trying to get more information. And I'm, you know, frustrated because Scooter's not here. So I don't have anyone to talk to other than the teams I'm dealing with. So I'm not at my best, pen pal. And so then I told the rail-based beings, uh, this is your purpose. Don't you know that in the history of the world, you know, you, and then they said, yes, we were. And then we got replaced by, you know, cheap and easy and fast, cheap and easy. And but it worked out because we got this job, and this job seems will may go on forever, like you said, Stan. But that's a good thing. Maybe this job won't be complete. You know, while we're, you know, maybe it's for the next generation of rail-based beings. And I said, it seems like this job is complete, and the job doesn't even make any sense. And you don't even have a client you can put me in contact with. Uh, that uh, and they said, yeah, we know that this job will, when it's done, the client will come and implement it. And they said, you're not a rail, but you know, they, they don't use this language, but they said, you're not a rail based being. So you don't, you know, you don't get what it's like to be a rail based being. And, you know, you don't know anything about our clients. And I said, well, you, you, you got me there. All I know is that in the history of the world, you're pretty important and you had an important purpose, uh, to solve problems to, to, to subtly in a subtextual way teach myth and, and to do something that everyone enjoyed. Let's think about that. You're going across space and you get to enjoy the journey. 
And on some lower level, you're learning something about overcoming obstacles. And I said, that's a pretty great purpose to serve. Now you're just puttering around and not doing anything. And uh, they started to ignore me, pen pal. So then I made a list of all the pros and cons. Uh, And I said, well, there's a lot of pros here helping the, you know, and I said, there's a lot of cons. You're not doing anything. Maybe you're being, you know. And then, pen pal, I started to get more and more irritable and unhappy and raising my voice. uh, And I said, uh, you should, I told them they should or must. Because also, by the way, the other, the universe got it. Most of the universe said, we can't keep dealing with these USPs and chaos streams. We need a sustainable way to make, you know, interstellar travel. Sorry, pen pal. I'm trying to put a lot of this in terms Scooter will understand in case Scooter's uh, listening to this and he hurries up and gets here. Because now uh, everyone is ignoring me because they said this is what you should and must do at this planet. And then the outside planet said, uh, if you can't handle this, Stan, maybe they'll understand better if we send some USPs your way. Because they said if we don't get this under control... Uh, we need help, uh, you know, and, uh, maybe some universe, unexpected space problems will, uh, open their eyes. And so I don't even know what to expect, pen pal, other than that, uh, cause I don't think it'll be like a nice whale, like Spudgy the whale was, uh, so they're sending unexpected space problems and maybe even a chaos stream here to show the people here that they should be making transit out there and not making it here. So I don't know, Scooter, like, I like I don't want to deal with any USPs is what I'm saying. So if you could wake up, Scooter, you, like, I don't want to deal with any USPs. No, st- yes, Stan, no, no, I know, I to- Stan, I totally relate. There's no reason for you to have a USB port, though. Because as long for charging, for charging stuff, uh, you're right. Uh, what a dream. Because then what would what if they change it again? It, it, we just have a plug. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sisters. I'll be right there. I was just having a dream about Stan. Well, uh, hey, sisters. Hey, what's that smell? It smells like, uh, wait a second. Are those uh, aquariums with gerbils in there? Oh, sorry, sister. Yeah, I'm trying to focus. I was just distracted by the cuteness of all these gerbils. Uh, are those, oh, those are not pets. Okay. Those are working. Ger- How long have you had gerbils on board? Always? Oh, boy. I don't think. We- okay, so these are working gerbils. They're not pets. Okay, don't worry. I, like, I know I know from my childhood not to, to, to handle any of them because then they'll run around. So I just enjoy them by looking at them, and I really, but, oh, I'm not supposed to enjoy looking at them. Okay, sister, they don't look like, oh, because they're not working. Okay, so these are gerbil, working gerbils that are not working. Okay, so that's the problem is, uh, okay, well, how, oh, they're supposed to, be, during during a portion of their day, they're supposed to run on those things? Okay, and that runs some sort of essential operation. Oh, for the ship's navigation. And, and okay, interesting. Oh boy, I didn't know. No wonder I can't. You know, no wonder I'm not a like a swashbuckling space adventurer. I didn't know gerbils were were required. That, that yeah, I had trouble saying that. Sisters, gerbils are required. Gerbils were required. Ger, like. Uh, Gerbils not required. That that would not be the story here. Gerbils are required to work a reasonable work day. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, what am I doing? Well, you know, when I had gerbils as a kid, one thing we would do is give them toilet paper and uh, and uh, paper towel tubes. And I know we have uh, some great uh, storage here, so I'm just giving them some tubes, paper tubes. Uh, how will that make them work? Well, I just thought it'd be, see, they like, they chew on them and then sometimes some go through the tubes. 
So I don't know. I thought maybe that would keep them entertained, uh, but they they don't seem like they're interested in going on um, the treadmills or whatever they're called, the hamster wheels. Are you sure these are ger- are these gerbil wheels or hamster wheels, sister? Small pet wheels. Well, boy, they got me. Because I said if they're gerbil wheels, then we got a problem. If they're hamster wheels, we know what the problem is. I know they're probably the same wheel, sister. It would just be a matter of changing the label on the wheel. But that's not the case because these are space-based wheels or something, huh? Okay, so the toilet paper rolls did not work. Uh, Paper towel rolls did not work. And the idea that the you, you you preempted my idea that the wheels were mislabeled or misidentified. I'm just speaking on behalf of the gerbils. I said you, I thought you hired me to run in a gerbil wheel, not in a hamster wheel. That's might be, or one of those balls from the movie. Those are only in the movies, so I know, sister. But, yeah, I mean, in the movies, you see them running around in those balls. But, yeah, this is a wheel. I mean, I know from my childhood they do like these wheels, so it's not hopeless. What I'm thinking as I'm looking here, sisters, is uh, so you have a couple different um, homes for the gerbils, right? And you have a few different gerbils you've hired, I guess, or whatever. Do you do it? Oh, you get it through. Okay, well, are these temp gerbils or are these... uh, they're always gerbils, always, but they're not always working, right? So here's the idea, sister. Sister, sorry, I didn't realize you were all invested in this gerbil thing. No, I'm trying to help you. I'm the, I'm your crew member, sister. You're right. Uh, I was just proposing an idea. So do you have any other? Um, Oh, here's an idea. What if I, uh, do you have a tread? I could run on a treadmill next to it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not working. It's good. You always have stuff right when I need it, but yeah, they don't seem to be following me on this treadmill. Hold on, sisters. Let me look like I'm having fun. Oh boy, am I. If, if this had a TV, uh, yeah. Oh boy, this is great, huh, sisters? Look at me go. Maybe if you were cheering for me, that would be, no, you're not going to. Okay, so treadmill didn't work either, huh, sisters? Okay, my other idea, but that treadmill was a good one. I know that I didn't think of it on my own because I saw you moving it in here. That's why I brought it up. Uh, but so so um, I was thinking is uh, the other thing we could do, sisters, is um, if we... Uh, I was going to say, if you have one more gerbil home or aquarium that is in an aquarium, I know, I know. Do you have any of those gerbil tubes? You know what I'm saying? I never had, I never owned any of them. You do. Okay. So what I could do is what if we set up a, like this one, this aquarium's bigger than the other ones. Now all the gerbils live in, in the, the, because they have their beds and their food and their water. Like, what if we have a workplace that they commute to, right? Uh, and maybe you, uh, I don't know, maybe use some rewards, uh, tricks, or treats, you know, type thing. I guess no tricks. Uh, but, like, different gerbils commute at different times because I know we got to keep them, some of them separate. And see, so, yeah, we'll just connect these tubes here, get it set up, uh I think this is going to work, sisters. You, you you seem like you think so, too. You see. Oh, but they don't want to go in the tubes, huh? Yeah, because they've never been in them before. Maybe they don't naturally. I always wondered how they would know to go in them because they never had. I had gerbils, but no gerbil tubes. Or whatever they're called, gerbil playland. So, okay, um... Let me think on this, sisters. Uh, well, you know what I could do is, uh, yeah, I know. I noticed you had some lo- from those large rolls of paper, like a giant paper. To- so I could climb through this paper towel, this giant, it's not paper towel tube, but it, it, for a giant roll of paper it is. So I'll show them by climbing through this tube. Also, I'm hoping when I climb through this tube, I'll come out. Uh, oh, hey, Stan, it's me. Scooter, where you been? 
Well, uh, uh, it's good to be here, Stan. I heard, I kind of was listening as I was climbing through a tube. I heard uh, you're having some trouble here. Uh, Scooter, I'm having more than trouble. There's uh, USBs on their way. Unexpected space problems, right, Stan? Correct, Scooter. And we have this planet full of uh, uh, transit-based beings, and they uh, they don't want to do anything other than um, the, 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 just build these models, Scooter. It's uh, They just drive, basically, they're just uh, watching a train go around the track, and they are the train at the same time. Okay, Stan, so... Um, they're just watching, the, they're just making the trains. So the universal space problem, unexpected space problems are coming here. We don't know what they are because they're unexpected. The universe obviously needs us uh, to help, to get them, to help them. Scooter, right. I already knew all that. Like, uh, okay, I'm just thinking, so you were trying to help them and then they just kept asking you for stuff, uh, like almost like you had, they had a model train set and you had an unlimited budget. Scooter, that's kind of what it was. Uh, they were looking to add on, but then they said, you know, every time we added something on, they would be like, okay, we've got to keep testing now. Okay, so I don't know if you remember, you won't remember this, Stan, but we you were trying to do trick-or-treat before... Uh, Scooter, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been waiting here for you to get here to help me. No, but I, you were you, like, so I was thinking if, uh, like trick or treating, Scooter, uh, oh, Scooter, are you thinking that, uh, we should add challenges instead of just giving them what you want, what they want? We should start doing unexpected, uh, rail based. RSB, we should create problems on their train tracks, uh, like tricks. Um, the problem is, Scooter, that they don't seem to be engaged at all. Okay, Stan. So the, uh, here's the thing. So this, they're they're doing it out on that big glassy plane, right? Scooter, correct. And that's not really working. Uh. There's something about the glassy plane, I think. Uh, Scooter, that's uh, their client, is the gl- glassy plane, or, uh, per, you know, from a glassy plane-based universe. I don't know, Stan, though. Like, I don't know if you've ever, uh, like, remember, the, like, I, I can remember this analogy about uh, something giving me bad vibes or something. Scooter, you're giving me bad vibes because I can see on my right, like, Scooter, I actually have, uh, the USPs are coming. Okay, but, okay, so can you, uh, Stan, I guess I'm stuck uh, with ideas. I'm having trouble coming up with an idea because it seems like they're just cruising around on this plane of delusion, so even if we put an obstacle on the tracks or whatever, or proverbial tracks, uh, they would still be going around it on the delusion. Okay, Scooter, so... Oh, Scooter, I, I see what you're saying is... Uh, or maybe you're not saying it, is uh, we have to get, do a way to get them, uh, some of the isolated from the delusion without them knowing it or the delusion knowing it. So it's almost like we have to build uh, a level of train above or below the delusion, which is, Scooter, that's easy. Uh, I didn't even think of it. And actually, uh, Scooter, did you know you're in a giant paper tube with your arms just in your head and your legs sticking out? It looks like you're wearing a tube as an outfit. Well, I was, Stan, but like, uh, kind of like a costume, I guess. Okay, Scooter, well, now's not the time to be dressing up in a costume. Really, it's not good for uh, problem solving, but it is actually. So I, I can do a na- I can do, I can use my nanos in some of my powers. Uh, Scooter, I have these weird powers. Uh, yeah, no, Stan, but I could create a, uh, like a like a, stuff over 
and away from the delusion and under and through it. Okay, Stan, and I think like as you trail, like like as you trail away from it. Oh, Scooter, great idea because uh, I can take the delusion. We can tunnel through it, and we can slowly dilute the delusion. So the delusion and uh, the rail-based beings don't catch on to what we're doing. Okay, Stan. And then I think what you need to do is prepare. Is there a part of the planet that isn't covered in this? Oh, Scooter, the planet's huge. Okay. And how are the um, unexpected space problems? Are they being launched here? Scooter, they are. It's not really, like, I think, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think they're going to send the worst. They still want us to help them, right? Right, so I think in some sense, um, like, we can use those unexpected space problems. Like, so if we can guide it towards a landing zone. Oh, Scooter, you're you're right. I, I see what you're saying. This is like a slow awakening of this planet. Sure, yeah, that's totally what I meant, Stan. Okay, Scooter, so I'm slowly uh, creating tunnel... Uh, and I don't even think they're going to notice. It's part of the, they're, they're saying, oh, there's a new layout. Uh, okay, I'm watching them, Scooter. Luckily, Scooter, this is happening on a different time frame. You know, this is easy for us to watch, even though it's not happening on the same time frame as us. Stan, I wouldn't understand. Oh, don't worry, Scooter. Okay, and now they're headed out uh, towards the, 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 so the delusion is lowering and lowering and lowering but I'm going to keep it going until we get to the landing zone. And the first unexpected space. Oh, Scooter, it's a, it's a uh, seemingly bottomless pit. Uh, okay. So uh, this that's a good one. I'm going to put it right where the train, like where the tracks would go. Don't you think they would just, oh, they're not building a bridge over it. No, Scooter, they're going to use the uh, seemingly bottomless pit for energy uh Oh, wow. And even think about that. Uh, if it's seemingly bottomless, a scooter, it's going to generate, they're going to use it uh, to generate uh, power. I don't even know how, like, if uh, a scooter, don't worry about it. They're working on it. So, and they, they work very fast to, to us. Scooter, do you, are you sensing, like, do you feel metaphors about uh, bottomless pits now? I, I'm I'm feeling like if I was riding that train, I would have a better sense of comfort around the idea of bottomless pits. Right, Scooter, because they're working a problem where the bottomless pit is part of the solution and the obstacle at the same time. Okay, Stan, here comes the next unexpected space problem. What is it? Well, Scooter, this one, uh, huh, interesting. What's interesting about it? Scooter, it's just an area uh, where things don't smell good. What do you mean? Like, like uh, it's just an area. It's a large area. That's an unexpected space problem. You don't want to be there because it doesn't smell good. Is it like not good for you? No, it just doesn't smell good. I mean, you you get the sense you don't want to be there. Okay, and it's in the way of scooter. Yeah, it's in the way of the but it's in the path of the train. So they're gonna uh, have to pro probably uh, problem solve it in some way. And Stan, what are they doing? Well, scooter looks like they're using different techniques. Uh, one is encouraging people to get, get up and move around, which creates its own energy, uh, like the passengers on the transit. Uh, Oh, and then another thing they're doing, Scooter, is using it as an opportunity. Again, they come up with all these ideas, Scooter. I didn't even know. Uh, so another way they're going to generate energy is uh, by using people, because the this area is so large of this intense smell, it also means that people's sensitivity to other smells uh, is increased, and they can uh, use that to somehow... Uh, they can use that to influence people's behavior, which influences organ. It's complicated, Scooter. So they're going to use the bad smells to help people organize the good smells. Close enough, Scooter. Yeah. Okay, Stan. What? what which one's next? Uh, oh, Scooter. This one. Oh boy. This is. Uh, 
I don't know what this is. This is a big mirror. Okay, it's not a mirror, though. Okay, it's something. Seems to be some sort of, uh, what is that, a giant walking mirror-based be? That's a mirror-based being scooter. Okay, that's an unexpected space problem. Yes, Scooter, it's like a, I guess you'd describe it as a demigod, probably you would. And what is the giant mirror? So it's a giant, it's a mirrory giant being, Scooter. Very large. You could see, You could, I guess you can see it. Uh, you could see a reflection. You can't, we're not close enough to see our reflections. Oh boy, Scooter, this is not going well. They've stopped uh, and I'm communicating with them. And they're realizing that uh, all the time they spent uh, on that plane, they can see the plane now, and it's behind them. And they said, oh, well, we, like, uh, we forgot the thrill of this uh, overcoming obstacles and the challenges and that the world needed us. Oh, and they're, 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 they're apologizing, Scooter. They said, they you know, they got caught up in... Uh, the, this uh, long-term, they thought it was a job, but it was really an escape. And they're saying uh, that uh, they don't want it to happen again. And that they love making their, you know, rail, they, they said, did you call us rail-based beings in their giggling scooter? Why are they giggling, Stan? Oh, because they know that you would have, I came up with it, but they've been listening to you too. So they said he would have come up with that uh, and called us that. But they're rail, they're not rail based, Scooter, they're not rail based beings. Uh, it's impossible to explain, I think, to you. It's beyond my understanding, Stan. Scooter, you got that one right for sure, but you could call them rail based beings. They're fine with that. So it was not. It wasn't really like a scooter. It's okay, scooter. We'll just talk about it in terms we can communicate about. Uh, so there's a. They've seen themselves in the face of the giant mirror-based being, and that's unexpected. Now, uh, but in some sense, seeing the reflection in the past reflected in the reflection has uh, made them more invested in the project which is lessening the power of the unexpected space problem. Oh, even so, Stan, um, like what is the unexpected space problem made out of? Well, Scooter, like a chaos, kind of like a chaos stream. Okay, well, can we, um, could you talk, can it communicate with you? Scooter, I think, so. yeah, I can, I, can, I can communicate with our friends here and they can communicate with the uh, the giant mirror mirror being. Okay, can you have the mirror being go back to, towards the plane and reflect the plane towards itself? Scooter, what do you think that'll do? I think that'll cause, uh, if if uh, the mirror can reflect the entire plane into, like, uh, have the plane see its reflection, like the shiny mirror plane. But, Scooter, it's a mirrory plane. Right, I think that... Uh, That'll cause the plane. Oh, scooter! The plane's breaking. It's uh, dematerializing. Scooter. Yeah, it's uh, that was pure delusion, Stan. Oh wow, scooter! So uh, that was a whole plane of delusion. The that was what had booked that job of these planet for the past uh, long time. Yeah, and now it's uh, sl- slowly and fastly dissipating before our eyes in the in, in the reflection of a giant mirror-based being that's also dissipating. Scooter, that's exciting. I don't know. I did get a call, though, from uh, your rail-based being friends, and they said uh, they've invited us because uh, they said uh, they're getting jobs in now, and one of them is to go over this giant— They're it's not here, but they're going to replicate it, a giant mountain. And they said that uh, we can go in the sleeping car. And uh, do you want to go there? Sure, sure. That'd be a little weird, though. We're going to be inside of a rail-based scooter. It's not like that. So yeah, we'll get in. See, here's the sleeping car pulling up for us. Wow. So this is a giant sleeping car. Yeah, and scooter. It's going to show basically that uh, 
yeah, it's kind of thrilling to find a way where we could all travel together and uh, overcome obstacles. Uh, Stan, I think you're putting me to Scooter, I am putting you to sleep. And we'll just ride here on the rails and these rail-based beings together. We found a way, Scooter, for you to kind of trick-or-treat, and uh, we'll, we'll go off into dreamland. Good night. Good night, Stan.